Welcome to another episode of Base News. Hold on, let me turn this down a little bit. Okay, there we go. Welcome to another episode of Base News Network brought to you by Punk Revolution Now, myself, and Sophie, a.k.a. Joan of Arca. Hi, Say hi, Sophie. Hi there. Yay! Go vote, everybody! It's, it's a two, If you're listening to this on the day the podcast has come out, it is freaking Tuesday. It is election day. Go get your booty out there and go vote for the Democrats. So that's go the f- freaking vote, okay? Because voting is go punk. freaking punk. Vote. Voting is punk. Every- voting is punk. Look, everybody on Twitter nowadays is always posting about how they're too cool to vote because the system is rigged. I say, if everybody on Twitter is saying that they they're not going to vote, then the punk thing to do is to go vote. Obviously for the Democrats. So go vote for the Democrats. And it's important because local, like, think about local elections. That's, like, the stuff that you can really, like, participate in that, like, affects your daily life or people around you and stuff. So um, the midterms are a good time to to engage in, in local politics. So I, I definitely recommend it's not like you're voting for joe biden again you know what i mean like let's just say new york city is the best freaking city on the planet because i voted for the right people it's true it's true i so go make go 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 fix your places anywho now that we got that thing out of the way we also i also wanted to say thanks so much everybody we just hit across all our podcasts 20,000 podcast downloads wow. on Base News Network. Wow, yes, I didn't we did. know that. That's amazing. So, yeah, so thank you everybody for all the re- reviews you're doing, all the ratings, sharing it with friends, posting it on Instagram stories. Base News Network is growing. We are so thrilled by it, and we love the news, so we're happy that people seem to like the news as well. So W for Base News Network. That's really that's really great to hear. I'm super happy. Thanks everyone for yes. listening. And if you haven't already, please check out the last episode, the the interview with uh, Rain Fisher Kwan, because that one was really fun and interesting. So yes, indeed it was. Um, I had a lot of fun that one, and Rain is pretty epic. So uh, a couple indeed. other cool things. Um, uh, my YouTube channel hit seven thousand subscribers. Pretty oh, it did. Epic thingy. Today? Yes, it did. It did today. Oh, that's oh. amazing! Congratulations! I'm Thank so happy. You. Yeah, for we're you. just doing. We're just. Yeah, I think the we first couple of this podcast. Yeah, well, let's have just some let's bragging. Do some personal announcements. Oh, and something yes. else, everyone. Okay, so this freaking Friday, the same day, the voting, right? This Friday. No, th- oh. The voting is on Tuesday. Oh. <laughs> Wait. Wait. No, you're right. You're right. It's on Tuesday. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. I don't know why I thought it was Friday. The Friday after you voted on Tuesday. So. Yes, 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 yes. So the Friday after you vote on Tuesday, Kayo has an epic song coming out. Is that right? Yes, it's called Death Drive with Julie coming out on Friday with my project Fireman. Go, please, everybody, please, who's a, who's who wants to support me, just go stream the heck out of it because this is the first single dropping off the album. The full album comes out in January. If we can get a lot of streams on the first single that comes out, that just helps so much with getting reviews and just making the Spotify algorithm want to uh, actually give you know get more people to listen to my album. So help me rig the algorithm, fight against the big record labels, and stream my freaking song. And Fire I have, Man, I have some good advice for you guys um, from a former uh, hardcore stan in general. Um, here's something that everyone should do. So everyone needs to go and make a playlist, okay? And what you're going to do in the playlist is you're going to put 
um Kyo's song death drive with jewelry julie in it a bunch of times but what you're gonna do is you're gonna stagger it so you're gonna put one song then death drive with julie another song death drive with julie and so on and then do that a million times and then um you're gonna stream it um all day but you're gonna put it through your headphones and you're not gonna like listen to it like you don't well you should listen to it a bunch but like if you don't like when you're sleeping and you want to get the streams up put in some put in plug in headphones to your computer while you're streaming it so that you can't hear it because it's so low volume you can have it on like one volume you can't have zero volume because it doesn't count but like have it on like one or two volume through your your bud so you can't hear it while you're sleeping but that way that you're getting up the streams and it's not counted as spam this is a classic stan twitter technique that is it is an imperative that everyone does that. So get the streams up, guys. Let's give them a stand Twitter treatment. Let's freaking get the streams up. I know I'll be doing that. That is so sweet. I love the uh, the little... That's pretty punk. You know, I never thought that stand <laughs> Twitter would have any punk techniques, but right there you just explained how to hack the system Yeah, that's by how cheating. you hack the system, okay? Everyone stream it. Everyone freaking stream the song, okay? It's actually, it's actually a really good song. I really like it. Um, yeah. Everyone's freaking stream it. So, and do the Stan Twitter thingies, okay? I, you know what? The, Stan Twitter grows on me more and more the more I learn about it because <laughs> you, the more, because you, you, you obviously know the ins and outs of the Stan Twitter universe. Everyone very well, make so. fan cams with Kayo. Like, do one of him, like, being epic, like, videos of him being epic, but then put Death Drive with jewelry in the background and, like, do an edit and then, like, spam it on, like, under, like, politicians' tweets, just, like, say ratio and then use the, the, um, the fan cam to promote uh fireman and then also um this might be controversial make freaking tiktoks with the song so you can get it viral that one i'm not sure that uh, that one i'm not sure kyle will be happy about but guys promote the song tell grandma to listen freaking let's just say if i collect that tiktok money i won't be so i won't be it won't be the end of the world yeah so so get the streams up do a streaming party with your friends on discord do the freaking stand twitter technique actually i'll make a playlist so everyone can listen to it do the stand twitter technique thank you sophie and (laughs) this actually does tie into the first news item of the day pretty well because way back when i was a little boy five years old four years old my first memories of putting in the jimmy neutron vhs into the vcr player for those of you who have watched the Jimmy no- Jimmy Neutron movie on VHS, you know very well that at the very end, there is a really, really dope, after the credits, there's a very, very dope, very dope Aaron Carter mm. music video where he goes into this, he's in the museum and he's learning about sp- like space and it's boring and stuff. So he like goes you. into this, just like me, he likes space and he likes music and he goes into a secret little room. The whole room is all white. He's dressed in all white. And he starts doing this epic, epic rap song that's very, like, save the world, futuristic, very, like, in line with the the themes of Jimmy Neutron. Aaron Carter, when mm-hmm. he did Kinda that. Fireman vibes, too. Fireman vibes, yes. Overcoming the cycle of sun collapse. Exactly. Little Aaron, Aaron Carter. He blew my mind. He was such... I literally loved Aaron Carter when I was a little kid. Like, literally, oh. probably the first time I ever knew I wanted to make music was because I loved Aaron Carter so much as oh, a little that's kid. So cute. That's so sweet. I didn't know that. Well, yeah, I know. It's funny because, you know, I think a lot of people who didn't grow up with Aaron Carter, they listen to his music and just see it as, like, silly, stupid little pop stuff. And it is, absolutely. But, like, 
he had like songs about playing basketball with Shaquille O'Neal. He had songs about throwing parties and stuff. Like if like you're a, a little boy's dream, Aliza, it's a, a little boy's dream. He was like so awesome, like such an awesome, like, like I don't know. He was like for a five year old. Because okay, so Aaron Carter. So when I was five years old, I lived in Florida. By the way. And Aaron Carter is like hardcore, like Florida vibes. Like Aaron Carter did did grow up uh, grow up mm. in Florida as well. So mm. he's like the epitome of like a cool, like boy from Florida that's like rapping about partying and stuff. Like I don't know, I resonated that's really hard. Really cute. Oh, so yeah, the news the news item I for, for, we haven't gotten to a is sad um, unfortunately news item. we he uh, Aaron pa- Carter uh, passed away this weekend, aged thirty four years old, very very young. As the time of recording this, we're recording this on Sunday, still not confirmed how he passed away. Uh, seems like he was found uh, deceased in his bathtub, which oh, is very sad. Really 34. Sad. Uh, last month, he was checked into to rehab and lost custody of his child. So clearly oh, there's no. some pretty sad issues going on with drugs and personal issues. It's a very, very classic case of a child performer becoming extremely successful and extremely famous at a very young age. And then unfortunately from there, the, you know, once, once they pass their, their peak as a child, just kind of spiraling out and out of control with drugs and mental health issues, very depressing story, very sad. Not the first time this has happened. You know, Aaron Carter's debut album came out when he was nine years old, nine years old. Wow. He's a most, he was Mozart. He was Mozart. Yeah. He was he literally was the Mozart, Mozart of a Florida of, of, florida for five-year-old boys it seems that is correct everybody go on youtube and look up aaron carter's debut album he released when he was nine years old it's out on cassette you can't find it on spotify because of copyright issues or whatever and tell me that doesn't sound like it's blowing your like imagine you're a five-year-old listening to this like nine-year-olds when you're five are like the big kids nine-year-olds are like the cool big kids you know what i mean Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm So he was the cool big kid who like had it all sorted out, already partying and having girlfriends at nine years old. So pretty epic. (laughs) Yeah, that is, that's just really tragic to hear, especially someone you really like looked up to as a child. Well, Sophie, I, I, yes, I did. I did have my personal connection with him, but you have your connection with him, which is that he is also a bisexual. What? Yeah, he was. Really? He's a he's a bisexual. Yeah, he's a bisexual. He came out as bisexual. Really? He's only dated women. He's only dated women, so he's kind of like Harry Styles. But unlike Harry Styles, he's, he's actually... actually bisexual. Oh my god, I didn't you know? know that. Oh, that's really sad. I know. That's and apparently really sad. too. Yeah, it is sad. And apparently, you know, it's it's nice. So it's always nice when there's there's men who are comfortable. Exactly. Cause you know, that's talking a, about that. I really like bisexual men a lot. Um. Yeah, yeah no yeah like like i didn't mean it like that i just meant like it's really nice to see like men be like being able to say they're bisexual because oftentimes people make the assumption that bisexual men are actually just gay and that bisexual women are just straight and it's nice to just like see people like especially men when where it's there's a lot more stigma to just be like yeah i'm bisexual and like i don't know it's it's cool it's cool and like i don't know after coming out as bisexual, it's like I've been, I've definitely been like appreciating like bisexual people a lot more. Not like that, but like p- bisexual celebrities and like people in pop culture. It's like nice to see, I guess. 
Yeah, like the podcast episode you had last week with Rain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Rain and I had a very similar experience coming up. Yeah, like I could tell it was comforting for you to it really be able was to have other people like allies, you know. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so that was pretty interesting. I, and I've been researching him a little bit, trying to learn a little bit more about it, both because I'm both curious, you know, I like I of liked course, him a lot when I was course. a kid, and also because he passed away, I want to know what's going on. And uh, you know, definitely a very challenging, difficult life. Um, Lots of issues. He actually, turns out he actually had schizophrenia. Oh, schizophrenia wow. and bipolar disorder. So oh. really, really challenging mental health issues. No wonder you turned to drugs, I guess, like with that. And yeah. also like oh, being man. a ch- child star. I mean, it's like a classic child star syndrome. But also like, yeah. like oh. so I, my question is like with with being a child star and it's like links to, you know, mental health issues and such. I'm wondering, so... The argument I've heard is like, you know, you get exposed to partying and drugs at a really young age and that can obviously affect you as an impressionable child. Um, And also, I I imagine that you're probably working with, you know, if you're a child star in 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 Hollywood or wherever, like there's going to be creepy adults (laughs) in charge of you and maybe not being appropriate. Um, so that could be a thing also. I'm not sure. I, I don't actually know. Um, and then my other thing that I was thinking is like, when you're a child star and your career is at its peak when you're not even a legal adult, how will that affect you as you grow up and you, you become, you might become, you know, less and less famous? Um, losing fame is probably extremely depressing or like emotionally distressing for people is my guess so my guess is that like it's a combination of those things that really mess up people when they're child stars what do you think Kayo? I have no clue I really have no clue I will say there was a controversy that back in 2019 he did accuse his older sister Leslie Carter, who died in 2012, by the way, oh, of drug wow. overdose. So the whole family has got, you know, issues. That's he accused terrible. his older sister of be- of uh, sexual abuse when he was younger. Oh, my God. So, and That's also horrible. accused, Yeah, and also accused his brother, Nick Carter, of um, also sexual abuse. Not for him, but he said towards another female family member he didn't oh name. Oh, my God. So, you know, definitely layers here of, of issues. Sounds like he I don't, a really I can't, tough life. He sure did. And, you know, it's interesting, though, going back to the point about him being an open bisexual, you know, just trying to focus on, like, the positive contributions that he's kind of had. I actually do think, looking back, you know, me being a five-year-old, looking up at this, you know, 10, 12, 13-year-old, however old he was when I was five, I do think, you know, even though his music does center around the usual, like, bad boy kind of stuff, like, partying and girls... I think, you know, just he, I feel like there was something kind of like feminine about him, like kind of like showing it's okay for you to be a young boy hopping around and singing about candy and stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, rather than the gender norms of like, you know, military and sports and stuff. Like Mm -hmm. I found that great. Like as someone who was a young boy who was, you know, really, really a musical kid, loves singing and stuff. Yeah. It's nice to see other, other boys that are like cool and accomplished being the able to have be, that like you know, more cool and musical but also like yeah exactly yeah. i mean i bet like seeing a boy like that express himself was probably like empowering maybe i don't know 
I think so. It's and nice honestly, to see like, people be themselves. It's really yeah, intoxicating. And you know what? And I'm tired of this goddamn modern pop music where all the songs are about people facing depression and self-loathing, staying up till midnight, reflecting on how much they hate themselves. I don't want to hear any more pop music like that. I want to hear a little boy in overall sing about candy. I want to hear, I want candy. Like pop music should be literally like, I want fun, stupid pop music. Pop Mm -hmm, music is mm -hmm. inherently dumb. It's supposed to just be like fun and like immediately gratifying fun-ass music. Aaron Carter was immediately fun. It was like literally about partying and eating candy. That's like so freaking epic. And that's what I don't, I don't, you know what I mean? And now we have like what? We have like a million pop stars singing about like like Billie Eilish or something. Yeah. Taylor Swift's new album, all of it. You know, I guess you could say it's probably a little bit problematic to take a young child and turn them into a pop star and then throw them to the side when they get older and aren't profitable anymore and and possibly have them spiral out of control into drug overdose, et cetera, like Aaron Carter. But. I don't know. Maybe we can, maybe, I don't know. There has to we be can, a safe ha- I just way want more. to do that. There's got to be a safe way. Because I, I don't know. I feel like as I'm just looking back at my five-year-old self, every five-year-old needs a nine-year-old to look Aww. up to. So maybe we need another nine-year-old boy to sing about candy and make the world a better place. Yeah. Um, and then and then hopefully we can have a good social, saf- so, social safety net so they don't spiral out of control like Aaron Carter. Yeah, that's really tragic. I'm sorry. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, it's, you know, it was a long time ago. I don't have much emotional connection to him. But like I said, like it was, I just remember vividly watching Jimmy Neutron. He had some, he had multiple songs in the Jimmy Neutron soundtrack that yes, I loved. Yes, Jimmy Neutron was epic. And, I think I remember, I think yes. I remember his stuff. Yeah, yeah. Check it out. Uh, and then also just on a kind of related note, we just found this out today. Like I said, we're recording on Sunday. Not everyone's going to know this band, but uh, the band Low, they're they're a, a very influential slowcore indie rock band that has been active from since the 90s and has continued releasing music th- until literally last year they released a fantastic album. It's a band that consists of a couple, Alan and Mi- Mimi. Mm-hmm. Mimi, unfortunately, today we just got the news. She uh, has passed away from cancer after battling with it for two years Really, really sad. Love this band. I know some some of not everybody's gonna know Low, but some of some listeners are, and they're like one of my all time favorites. I actually, you know, I reviewed their album, and the the Low followed me on Twitter and like retweeted oh, it and wow. was super yeah. And so like I feel like I kind of have a little bit of a connection with them on a personal level because they like That's a- really acknowledge my ex- yeah. And also they they're from Duluth, Minnesota. Yes, and. Just for the listeners who don't know, Sophie and I recently took a little trip to Duluth, Minnesota together, we and it was did, super, super fun and super, super romantic. And it I feel really like was. I feel like Low is kind of a romantic band because it's yeah, two. Yeah, they are like slow a couple and a couple. Yeah, a, a, yeah. a beautiful couple, beautiful voice, super nice people. I'm really mm-hmm. sad to hear this. Um, My I, mom's you know, from Duluth too. I wonder if she kn- she probably knows Low. She probably does. I mean, they're really. I'll ask I mean, her. My mom. My mom grew up in Duluth, for everyone listening. So, and she was definitely in the music scene. Like she, she's not a musician. She can sing actually, but she's not a musician. She just like loved bands and like, she was a groupie. So I'm sure she knew of Low. They're um, awesome. They and are if they awesome. were from Duluth, she may have, I, I'm sure she she knows them or had seen them in concert or something. So that's just really sad, and. I was just going to say that I, I, I really like slow co- core as a genre, like that sort of, or like 
I don't know. Is slowcore related to dream pop? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so definitely. like I like dream pop, slowcore for sure. Um, like and Lo is one of the very whatever. best in those genres. So yeah, so like hugely influential. I find I find that um a lot of those bands or maybe they they often have like a man and a woman singing and ever since I become bisexual that's not true but um i find it really sweet i don't know why like when i like the sort of like slow core like like very dreamy like man and like girl and boy singing together like i find it very like peaceful and like loving i really like it i don't know why it's like, super beautiful super beautiful i really like it i love how the the, the, the voices sound together and yeah it's and it's romantic i mean it's romantic it's especially really if there's a husband and a wife yeah. so it's really sad I want to, Kyo. I want to do. I want to do a shoegaze thingy with you someday. We'll, when I we'll do a shoe. We'll do a shoegaze little thingy together someday. Yay, uh, when I learn to I love sing, Lo we should make a. Sh- to we make make a shoegaze like dream pop album about Kyo's cat Romy. I think that'll be very romantic. Yeah, as you, this Sophie is how and I have this, this is how it goes. Romy is epic. That was good. <laughs> Well, I'm glad, I'm glad that we recorded that onto the podcast because now whenever we do write this project, we can go back oh, and like, like, oh yeah, we have a good melody already on on, on our hands here. Romy is epic. <laughs> All right. Romy uh, is epic. Oh God, sorry. Yeah. I'm done. I'm done. I, yeah, I'm, I have, oh, the I creative have juices note. are flowing through me. Okay, I know. Sorry. I know. Uh, one more note on low before we move on to the next topic is um, they released an album. Uh, late last year, late 2021, one of the very best albums of 2021. Beautiful album. And I definitely need to go re-listen to it because I love this album and I think I'm going to get... I I'm need to hear, listen to it. It's beautiful and I think I'm going to listen to it and probably hear it pretty differently knowing that these lyrics were written while Mimi was um, oh struggling with cancer. And uh, it's a this gorgeous, of, beautiful of, album. You Are you aware of like what happened with Mazzy Star? I, I don't. I mean, I know Mazzy Star. I don't know what happened, though. Okay, so you know how Mazzy Star is, like, a girl and a guy, too? Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, so, like, Hope Sandoval and David Roback. Um, so he he actually passed away in, in 2020. So Ma- so Hope is the only one left of, of uh, Mazzy Star, really. Um, and I don't know if they were together. I where th- they may have been together hmm. but yeah he passed away like two years ago it's really sad i think probably of ca- i think of cancer as well so 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 sad and you know not to make this um too personal but you know i i did uh about a month ago uh, have surgery to get a, a little just a very tiny amount of very very not dangerous at all skin mm-hmm. cancer removed and that's uh, you know I was, it's literally the easiest. It was hard. It was very hard emotionally. And ever since, I'm doing a thousand times better. But I still do pretty frequently have like nightmares once in a while where in my dream I I have like cancer or whatever. Um, I'm sorry. And like to see this news is just like, it just is such an awful like feeling. Makes you think about like mortality and stuff. And yeah. And its connection to like music too, I guess. Yeah, I feel and like also I can if you to just interacted with them, you know, like I feel like I can relate to this band a lot. We I was also just they're in from Duluth, Duluth, which is a connection to me, and and we also went there. Yeah, 
It's a romantic band from Duluth. I have a romantic connection to Duluth. They're musicians. Mm. I'm a musician. She had cancer. I mean, obviously, like that's. I'm not gonna. I'm, I don't want to read it. I'm not like reading into it too too no, much. It's, but it's, it's just like totally valid to have these feelings. I think a lot of people have feelings like this. Yeah, and I love their music. Like if you, I don't remember where I put them. Probably in like the top three. Uh, their album that came out last year. Maybe I put it as number one. Like of the best albums wow. to come out in 2021. Like it's amazing. Wow. Um, I can't remember what the list was off the top of my head, but I'm actually really glad we had this conversation though because now I'm definitely gonna check out their newest album and i think i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest i was in like a music rut for like a month and a half just like didn't listen to a ton of music i was like watching youtube videos and listening to podcasts i don't know if that ever happens to you probably not because you're a music critic and you have to be listening to music and you're a musician it definitely happens to me too oh okay happens yeah yeah i'm just like not listening to a lot of music there's Um, yeah no yeah and now i'm sort of reminded of like the power not not you know what i mean like the the appeal of listening to music and new music and i i want to find new music and i miss i listen i miss listening music so i i feel good about this conversation yeah i'm sure you're gonna like it a lot because it's yeah i like that genre genre, a lot. genres you like i love when a woman from sings Duluth. yeah i love yeah, that and now yeah, we it's have perfect this for me sad story no well, that's so just unfortunate you know, but yeah very sad but also you know grateful that we have tons and tons of music with her beautiful voice in it so mm-hmm. we can remember her mm-hmm. you know that's the, that's the one nice thing about music so that's true um all right i you know we i think we should probably move on to the next topic yep. just because of time but uh next topic less fun i get you know i guess this wasn't a fun topic either but this is on <laughs> Kyrie irving let's just keep this i, I honestly don't even want to talk about this one too much just because it's sure. very frustrating and annoying yeah. Kyrie, so Kyrie Irving is one of the very best basketball players in the NBA. Maybe not best, but like for sure one of the most famous. I remember having a blast maybe seven, eight years ago watching him play on the same team with LeBron James. They were so great together. Just an awesome, awesome player. Really fun to watch. And in the past four or five years, he's gotten more conspiracy theory-ish. Basically saying, you know, the first, the first thing that dropped was him saying that he thought the earth was flat and he kind of stuck with that and people pushed back at him and he's like oh i don't know and then he said oh i'm just joking i don't actually think the earth is flat and then he was like well maybe it is so he's been kind of a crazy dude already for a long time this year he posted alex jones from Infowars. post you know just more conspiracy theory crap and then fast forward to just last week and I want to remind everybody about Kanye West's recent um, adventures with anti-Semitism. Kyrie Irving tweeted a recommend. He recommended a documentary that is promoting kind of a similar idea that Kanye West was pushing, which was that black people are the real Israelites. And that's you know if that's your if that's your idea you know if you if you're a black person and your connection with spirituality is that you you have this idea that you know black people are are have this special relationship with Judaism that's fine but the movie he pushed and this is unfortunately not that uncommon for this strain of spiritual thought was very explicitly very dramatically anti-Semitic very similar to the Kanye West stuff suggesting that the holocaust was a lie 
designed so for Jewish people to, you know, just the usual anti-Semitic conspiracies, saying that Jewish people own everything in the media, blah, 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 blah. This is the, a, a movie that Kyrie Irving recommended. And then when he got pushback from it from journalists and the media, he he was hesitant to to apologize. He he said I'm standing my ground on it. And then eventually he does finally come around and apologize, say he's not anti-Semitic, he loves everybody, Jewish people, everybody he says, you know, and like he's he, you know. And you know, and Kanye West tweeted a picture of Kyrie Irving, so we now we have like these two anti-Semites who are incredibly powerful giving, you know, solidarity with each other. Um it sounds scary and- to me. That it this is, is sort of it becoming a a pop culture moment. Yeah, like Kanye, these it's like, famous come on. people being Kanye, anti-Semitic and uh, these highly influential, admired people. Yes, it it is very scary. So the Nets, the team he plays on, the Nets sus- suspended him for like five or six games or something, and then gave him a checklist of things he needed to do before he can return to the team. Um, and these consisted of one, apologize and condemn the mu- the movie. Two, five hundred thousand dollar donation to anti hate causes. Three, sensitivity training. Four, anti semitism training. Five, meet with the anti defamation lead league and other jewish leaders so he can i guess you know learn more about what he did and then five meet with joe sai who is the owner of the nets um and have a conversation demonstrating that he understands what he did uh so it's like it's a you know it's a a checklist of six things five hundred thousand dollars is not a small amount of money but he is extremely rich extremely extremely rich so he can definitely find that money and this is the uh, this is the always the frustrating thing about anti-Semitism and just ext- you know conspiracy theories in general, is anti-Semites are using this checklist and using the fact that he was suspended from playing games for spreading anti-Semitic conspiracy theories as evidence to prove that they're they're an- that 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 Jewish people really oh do run the God. world and if you dare criticize Jewish people you know so Kyrie Irving he's doing what he has to do. Uh, you know, I know he already. Saw, I saw he apo- apologized on Instagram, but I'm actually seeing a lot. Like, a, I think the majority of things I'm seeing on Twitter and Instagram right now are saying like, "This has gone too no. far. This is too much for Kyrie Irving to oh do. You know, this is too harsh. This is cancel culture. You know." Jesus. Um, and then, of course, there's a yeah, and there's a lot of people obviously who are saying like, um, you know, I think this is fair. I mean, yes, these are six. These are six things he has to do. He can do all of it in one day. He can do all of it in one day. It's really not that much to ask for. I, there's got to be some consequences I mean, for this. And honest, to me, it sounds like it doesn't sound like a horrible deal for him. No. And I think like all of these things are things he probably should do. He should be like he needs to be educated clearly on the issue and learn why it's wrong. Blah blah blah. Go through these trainings and meet with these people it makes sense to me yeah no he should do this without even being asked it's a reason it's it's a reason yeah exactly it's a reasonable request completely completely there's so many you know people no there's just no no there's no there's no uh, for this to happen right after kanye west you know what i mean like we don't need like this to become like uh oh he just took off his mask i can take off my mask like let's get the ball roll you know what i mean like it's I know. I, I saw a tweet recently that said, like, wow, y'all were 
anti-Semitic this whole time, this whole time. Just this person was expressing disbelief in in this sort of rise in anti-Semitism online, particularly like inspired by Kanye and I guess more people now. But I, I, I sort of relate. I mean, it's it's to me, it's it's like what? Like there's still this like deep hatred. I mean, I guess I shouldn't be surprised because anti-Semitism is really really like historic like it's been around forever um like a sense you know christianity and probably even before yeah yeah and the thing that makes me really sad about this particular strain of anti-semitism that both kanye and kyrie irving are promoting is that it very directly sets up a conflict between black people and jewish people like this documentary is very explicitly saying that the this that a lot of the conflict and struggles and issues that black people have faced historically including slavery like they blame the atlantic slave trade on jewish people so you're just setting up this like class conflict between black people and jewish people which is completely unnecessary destructive very you know very sad and i know you know i know for sure not true yeah obviously you know 99.9 percent of you know black people are not on board with this this very destructive a strain of thought but you know it's it's sad because i it, it, you know like we don't need we don't need like two oppressed groups of people pointing fingers at each other and getting you know it's it's very it's very depressing especially these are very very powerful people yeah and you know we'll see it, it seems like Ky- Kyrie irving you know he seemed to really like this movie you know he seemed to really resonate with the ideas um and it's like is he i mean i don't know i I, honestly if he keeps dragging his feet on this like i don't give a shit of how good of a basketball player he is like yeah no that's it's it's completely messed up yeah it's shocking that we need to have this conversation yeah i mean me too i thought like maybe perhaps naively i thought like in today's era like very few people maybe besides like neo-nazis are anti like very few people are anti-semitic but i don't know yeah that's the thing is like it just doesn't mean like we're all taught in school at least for me like about the holocaust and like how terrible it was and i don't know about you i'm sure you you did based on where you grew up i was around jewish people all the time yeah of course of course i have jewish family i'm not jewish really but i have family who is jewish and I don't know, like, I thought, I guess I forgot people aren't really exposed to Judaism in their daily life. Maybe that's a part of it. I have no clue. I have to say, I think you're I right. I don't like, understand. I don't understand why just, people are anti-Semitic. It's just, like, shockingly stupid, you know? But the thing is, is, like, Kyrie Irving was posting that he thought the earth was flat. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, like, should, that tells you all you need to know. That's how stupid you have to be. And look, I don't like calling people stupid, but like, if you're a flat earther and an anti semite, then you're a fucking you're dumb. Idiot. You're dumb. Yeah, so, it's true. Uh, it's just yeah. I think that's the that's, well. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't I don't think I have anything else left to say here. I'm just saying. Neither do I. I think his punishment. Yeah, Base News Network condemn it. We condemn it. The punishment of these six things he has to do, which will take literally one day to do. I think it's a very it's a slap on the wrist, and everybody's saying this is like I don't know going too far with political correctness or whatever just please shut the fuck up 
just remember history and what has happened and how genocide gets started and justified. Yes, exactly. Um, We don't need this. All right. Next news item. I don't want to stick with that too much. So, Sophie, this one is all yours. Yay! Take it away. Tell me about what's going on. All right, ladies and and gentlemen and and ladies, T H E Y D I E S. Some in- interesting news about uh, RuPaul, our 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 favorite our favorite business TV reality show mogul. I don't know about you guys. I watch RuPaul's Drag Race UK. Kayo and everyone else who doesn't really know about RuPaul's Drag Race. Kyle's watched a few episodes with me to make me happy. It's a good show, but. It's a great show. I think I think it's there's something in it for everyone. There's design, there's comedy, there's uh improv, acting, musical, dance, lip syncing, fashion. I like art. the psychological. There's literally everything. I, I like the so- psychological aspect of you have a bunch of performers who are coming together on this TV show and you can tell they're all having fun, but you can tell underneath there's that intense competition where they just want to, you know, they yeah. want to win. It's, you can see that it's subtle. Great. Yeah, it's good. Anywho. So RuPaul's Drag Race has kind of exploded in the past. Um, it's It's been like a, a steady climb, but I would say in the past two years, it's grown exponentially because of um these new uh uh franchises these uh, international franchises for many 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 years it was just in the united states and i want to say maybe in 2018 19 we got the first uh international season of rupaul's drag race and that was drag race thailand uh thailand is known for drag uh so i guess it made sense to me and i watched it i mean the idea of having like an international drag race season was kind of radical at the time. It was really interesting and fun to see like another culture's take on on the show. And I really liked it a lot. Um, but anywho, so since that, there's been many other franchises. There's now Drag Race Canada, Drag Race UK, Drag Race Philippines, Drag Race Italia, Drag Race France, Drag Race Netherlands. Um, God, I'm, I'm sure I'm forgetting more. And so starting Drag Race Sweden, them. almost all of them actually. Wow. And okay. there's one other thing. Like I used to be, a, I'm a dedicated fan of the show, but I, even I can't manage to find the time to watch or energy, frankly, is, to watch all of this. It's, it's a saturation of content, really. Um, not all of the seasons are. Oh, I forgot about Drag Race Down Under. Um, yeah, there's there's and, so many I can't even remember. And then there's also what's that the uh, the show where it's like they show the drama um, on something. Oh, Untucked. 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 Yeah. So we've got lots of <laughs> we got lots of epic, you know, just capitalizing on this very epic and all stars too. And like, all stars. There's also drag uh, secret celebrity drag race. There was drag you back in the day. Real real fr- fans remember drag you. Um, so. Uh, Anywho, I'm just trying to communicate the vast scale of the RuPaul's Drag Race franchise. So it's the McDonald's. Watching, it's the McDonald's of drag. Yeah, the Am- yeah, Amazon no, it's of true. drag. It's true. It's true. So, um, so something that happened this week is okay. So I was watching RuPaul's Drag Race UK, the season four, new season, 
And in the episode, I was I was pretty shocked because when it was time for the judging portion of the show, the part where you know the runway and when the girls are you know judged on their work, I believe this this episode was a a makeover challenge. There's often a makeover challenge on the show where they like each queen has to like make over someone like a crew member or like a fan like an actual family member a super fan or something they change it up every season um but it's a it's a it's an important staple of the show um but RuPaul wasn't there to judge and yeah this for the first time Michelle Visage Michelle Visage is the the co like a co judge uh, she's like she's been there since season 3 I believe she's really yeah, she's really well known because she's like she's like RuPaul's best friend, basically. And she had been working with RuPaul years before the show even started because they had a show together like on. I don't know what it was, but they had like their own kind of sketch show, sketch comedy show together. So basically, Michelle Visage, who is RuPaul's best friend, like took over Ru's judging position was like due to circumstances that we could not control. RuPaul will be unable to join us today. Was this and, and it was just for one episode? Yes, but the latest episode, so no episodes have come out since. Oh. Um, not till later in the week. And basically she's like, I have RuPaul on the phone, I'm gonna consult with her, but she took over like RuPaul's seat, said all the things that RuPaul says, and like, you know, uh, I mean, allegedly consulted with RuPaul. But I mean, who knows if that's true? <laughs> but yeah, so she took over the judging position, and that's that's never happened on the show. So epic. So I, I guess the speculation for me would be: Is it possible that you know, if, if RuPaul has expanded into so many different sh- you know spinoffs, he doesn't have enough time to literally be there for yes. every single one? He might be testing that the is waters. A speculation. Testing the That's waters. That's what my guess was. The testing the waters to see. Also, RuPaul, he isn't young. He's not super old, but he's not young. He's in his sixties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I you know, and also for the first time ever on a RuPaul judged season, I believe, um, Rave. Okay, so Raven is a drag queen from RuPaul's Drag Race season two. She didn't win. She was also on All Stars one, didn't win, but she made it to like the final girls like the final group of girls. But now she works as a makeup artist for RuPaul and she's like RuPaul's right-hand man besides like Michelle. Um so Raven actually was on the judging panel as well, which was a first to have like a drag queen on. A- there have been drag queen judges on other international seasons that are not hosted by RuPaul. I think. Correct me. I th- I'm pretty sure. So that was also very interesting and strange and I think that this episode was maybe a test to see how the audience would react to a show without RuPaul, but with like Michelle in charge or like even Raven on the judging panel. And it was, it was interesting. It was interesting. It wasn't, honestly, it didn't affect it that much. I mean, RuPaul is, I don't know. This is, this is really important news guys, but um, it did make me wonder like why, like what was RuPaul even busy at all? Was this a test? Was RuPaul filming Can at Drag Race uh, Down Under? Did, I don't know. Like, well, the thing knows? is, I mean, yeah, it's interesting because whenever is I she watch, sick? yeah, that's he could be sick. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe it's not. It very, very well could be nothing. But I have to say, you know, watching RuPaul, it's a weird thing because obviously, like, whenever he's in the room, he just 
all eyes are on RuPaul. He is literally like, I mean, you know, he's the he's he the champion. So intimidating, so and scary. So it's really because like it's kind of a weird thing. It's like on the one hand, I can't imagine the show without him because he is so he's such an intense presence. That's like really intense. Uh, yeah. You know, both good and bad. And two, I don't know, like, who knows? Maybe the show would be better without him because from what I've heard, he sounds like sometimes a pretty toxic person, you know? And There's so many fun RuPaul uh, controversies. Um, I was just reminded of one of my favorite uh, RuPaul moments. In an interview with RuPaul a few years ago, he told the story of being near the Hudson River when he was younger, like in his 20s, maybe when he was a punk, because he used to be a punk. Um, and he saw a man drowning in the Hudson River. And this is this is what he said. And it's uh, let me just pull this up, quote up because it's kind of it's kind of crazy. Um, RuPaul Hudson River. Yeah, RuPaul was in New York, like a New York club kid punk guy back in the day just like me when he, before he sold kid. out and started fracking huh i said just like me but i'm not a club kid you're on a you're a club adult i'm a i'm a just corporate kidding. new i'm a corporate new york city punk yes that's punk yeah that's I the st- most punk thing i've ever we're heard. both we're both in we both work in in uh in media he he works yeah. in drag and i work in in news base news that's freaking epic so Okay, I found the quote. Um, This is what RuPaul said. I remember once I had this place that overlooked the Hudson River, and I saw this guy on a sailboat, and it had capsized. And I went to the phone thinking, I've got to call someone. But then I thought, what's the best thing I can do? You know what? I'm going to pray for this person. I'm going to send them loving energy. And then that's like the quotation. And then under like the person writing the article wrote, he did not say whether the man survived. (laughs) Yeah, so... So he that was, one time that RuPaul let a man drown. Yeah, I mean, he definitely gives off really hardcore sociopath vibes. Uh, He's so crazy. Like, his husband is fracking and, like, I don't know, say what you will about RuPaul's, like, role in that. But he's just he's just been involved in so many, like, insane, funny things. Like, he's just the most, like, he's one of the most eccentric Pe- people i've like i can think of really like one of them yeah so we'll see we'll see if the show i feel like sometimes you know it's kind of fun to watch a tv show where there's like a sociopath that pops up once in a while i i enjoy rupaul hosting on the seasons that he does host i find it i find it fun because i just like i often disagree with his judging decisions um but who knows like there's there's so much lore with like production like production's role in that blah blah, blah. i won't even get into that but I enjoy seeing RuPaul be crazy and weird and like promoting himself constantly and being a narcissist. Like basically RuPaul is RuPaul's Drag Race is a the in order to win the show, like you basically have to do all these challenges that are like designed around RuPaul and like worshiping RuPaul. Like like there's always instead of a musical, there's a rusical. There's like there's like the RuPaul roast where you roast RuPaul. Like everything is like a, oh, your favorite RuPaul. Like there's always a few challenges that are basically like wor- about worshiping RuPaul and sucking RuPaul's bleep. So, um, so let's just yeah. say you take the bleep out of RuPaul's show, and who <laughs> knows if it's gonna survive without him? But I'm sure. Yeah, I mean there are other seasons that that are not hosted by RuPaul. Canada is not hosted by RuPaul. Hmm. Uh, 
Philippines, blah blah blah. Like the list goes on. Like there are Wait. international seasons not hosted by. RuPaul. Oh, okay. Well, if he's if then what, why is this news then? If he's already not been, Be- because he wasn't there for an episode of Drag Race UK. Oh, well, and that's and that's the first time he's not been in where it's expected he would be. He's he yeah he hosts that show, but gotcha. he wasn't there that episode. But that's never happened. There are separate franchises. Like obviously he doesn't like know how to sp- speak Tagalog or Tagalog. I don't know how to say that. I'm sorry, or like French or something. You know, like that makes sense. There are seasons that are hosted by queens. Some of them competed on RuPaul's Drag Race, but queens who sp- are from that country or speak the language, etc. Um, I believe, yeah, there was a Brazilian queen on Netherlands, I think, because she spoke Dutch or like, I don't know, it, like it blends sometimes, but um, RuPaul doesn't host all of the franchises. Gotcha. It would be impossible, but he was hosting this season. He does host RuPaul's Drag Race UK and he, for unforeseen reasons, he that were out of the control and they could not fix, he was not hosting an episode it's just that's like, never happened before. It's just like Jeff Bezos at Amazon cutting costs to make more money. Slow, no, it's true. Slowly like, finding RuPaul ways. RuPaul is the Jeff Bezos. RuPaul is the Jeff Bezos of the queer community, and we love him. We love him for it, even though he's a sociopath who let someone die. No, I love RuPaul. I think he's funny as fuck. Like you know, the amount of, like RuPaul. I love RuPaul's Drag Race. It's like been my favorite show for like my Sophie, forever. I think we can tell you love it. I think we can tell you love it. <laughs> I love the show. I love. I love the antics. I know. I I enjoy RuPaul being weird. Like I enjoy him being kind of sociopathic i find it entertaining yeah, me too so me too. there's definitely we'll see what happens i i've definitely met sociopaths in real life who make your life hell and then i've also met sociopaths in real life that you know you know they're dangerous people but they definitely provide you a healthy dose of entertainment some so. sociopath some sociopaths are fabulous yeah seriously yeah seriously i'm not <laughs> i i I, ha- I have a friend who's a sociopath love him to death Got to keep him at arm's length because you never know. But he's a very fun person to be around. Anywho, um, Anywho. I, speaking of sociopaths, we got another Elon Musk update. Oh, God. We're tired of talking well, about Elon Musk. We'll keep this one brief, too. Um, so Elon Musk, he, he finally bought Twitter. He uh, He's finally unraveling his plan to make Twitter profitable because right now he is losing millions of dollars on Twitter every single day and he's in a lot of debt that he needs to pay off because he just spent a lot of money buying Twitter and his plan to do this is you can pay $8 a month to get a check mark get that verification check mark and get some other features um and this is really freaking weird cringe. it's cringe because okay what the frick is the point? Like, what the what the frick is the the point of the freaking check mark was so we can tell <laughs> who was like a real person who was like actually like who they a public claimed. figure, someone who would be impersonated a lot on Twitter. So yeah, so it's like you can pay eight dollars now just to get that check mark. Any I could do it. I, I what's could, the point of the check mark if anyone can get it? Yeah, the point of the check if mark they pay is eight dollars, which is stupid. Well, actually, you know, in the announcement and the update, if you get the check mark. Your replies get prioritized. They are, they're higher up, get more so visibility. Dumb. Your tweets. And he's treating get more this vi- like it's a sort of like celebration of democracy and like power to the people. No, it's not. You're literally telling people to pay to have a voice. You pay you if you pay eight dollars a month, your voice is a little bit louder than everybody else's. That's, How is this democracy? The, the only way it's democracy is that it's united the entire world against elon musk because everyone just like like 
Twitter was totally fine. Yes, it wasn't a profitable company, but it was probably going to get there. It's a bit, it has a huge user base, whatever. This is just like, he's just, uh, he's just functioning like a guy, like, you know what? I think he's functioning like a venture or a vult, a vult, a vulture, a vulture fund. Have you heard of a vulture fund before, Sophie? A vulture fund? No. Yeah. Have you heard of one? It's okay if you haven't. It's kind of an obscure. Kind of- I haven't. I haven't. But I. I feel like I can guess what it might be based yes. on the name. Can you explain it? Can yes. you mansplain it to I'm me? I'm gonna please? mansplain vulture funds. Vulture funds are a form of hedge funds that take a business that they detect is about to go bankrupt. They buy it for super cheap. They fire everybody and make it profitable and revive it. And the way Elon Musk is functioning. Right now, because he fired half of Twitter's staff and is now trying to monetize it very aggressively, to me, it seems like he's functioning more like a vulture fund rather than anything about anything that has to do with values of free speech, democracy, whatever. He, like, it's all bullshit. It's he's all bullshit. just covering his ass because he embarrassed the fuck out of himself, and this is the narrative that he has to push. So, Sophie, I have to confess to something. save his ass. I have something. I have okay. something to so, before Elon Musk bought Twitter. I have been paying three dollars, three dollars a month for Twitter <laughs> for Twitter Blue. All right. Yes. Twitter Blue is when you can like edit tweets and undo tweets and like stuff like that. And believe it or not, I really liked it. Okay. So now. I mean, you use Twitter a lot. It makes sense. Yeah. Okay. But now Twitter Blue is is eight dollars. Okay, a month. And I'm still gonna pay for it because I I do like those features. And I do now have I have a button I could press anytime I want. To put that check mark next to my name. I'm paying for it. I just haven't activated it because it's now wrapped up in the Twitter blue package. I don't want to Wait, like you have that power now. Like I, ha- I could right do now? I could do it right now, okay? The wow. reason the reason I'm not is because I know if I do, everyone is gonna be like, This is not punk, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. but I'm already paying for it, so I'm kinda conflicted because it's like if I do it. <sighs> so what I think I'm gonna do. And if you're listening to this podcast and if you made it this late in the episode, you get a sneak peek. What I'm going to do is once my song drops on Friday, I'm going to change my Twitter name to Anthony Fantano's. I'm going to change my, oh prof- my God. I'm going to change my profile picture to Anthony Fantano's. I'm going to activate the blue <laughs> check mark and then I'm going to say just listen to Death Drive with Julie. I have to say this is actually incredible. And everyone make it go freaking viral. And everyone go freaking viral. Everybody make it go viral. So I'm going to use my This is an epic meme. I'm gonna use my. I'm gonna use the blue check mark that I'm paying for right now to get my song promoted because honestly, if we're going if we're going in this direction with society where you just pay to have a louder voice than everybody else, I might as well just abuse the system before you know because everybody else is doing it. So yeah, Yay. no, I don't blame you, especially since you're releasing music. I mean, try it out. Like, if you're already paying and you like the other features that come with it, I do. It's also kind of a me- it's kind of a meme for you to have it. Like, I feel like punk revolution now, like as a Oh yeah. Character. Oh yeah. We do it. So yeah. Oh yeah. Sophie. Sophie was saying, and this was Sophie's joke. We were saying, you know, we get mm. I get that blue check, that check, and then whenever someone tries to troll me, and rep- I can just reply to them and say checkmate. <laughs> exactly. I think it's gonna be a good bit for Punk Revolution now. Yeah, but I yeah. So Plus, Punk 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 Revolution now already deserves to be verified. So yeah i will Why say not? that was a goal i was moving towards and i was very excited to get it under like the previous rules because i mean it, it feels di- it feels different to like actually earn it yeah than to buy it but maybe i can st- I, I don't know i know there's gonna be like additional badges coming out for actually 
important people. Maybe one day I can get one of those badges that are different than the check mark, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. We'll see. It doesn't make sense to me because $8 a month, you know, if a million people pay, sign up for it, which I don't think a million people will, that's only $8 million a month, which is not enough to cover losing $4 million a day. Anyways. We'll see how it goes. Kaya is going to be a pioneer. I'll be a pioneer. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. In this sort of era of Twitter. We'll see what happens. He'll be on the front lines. I'll be on the front lines. Figuring it out. And he's making a sacrifice. This is actually some, like, he's doing some investigative journalism. He's going to... Yeah. He is getting the checkmark to blend in so that he can destroy Elon Musk from inside. Woe is me sacrificing so much, $8 a month, so I can have a checkmark. No. So he can own own Elon. Yeah. Alrighty. I, That's some important news, guys. Are ready for our last oh my God, item? We should we should get it. We should make a base news network Twitter and then pay for it to get verified. <laughs> we could we could, we very well we very well could. Um, we very well could. It's honestly like if you're trying to grow your business, it's probably a good investment. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I mean we'll see. Like Kyle's gonna figure that out for himself. I will let you know. I'm gonna do some um, journalism. All right, so f- we're doing it for you guys, okay? Yeah, we're doing it not not because I'm gonna get a lot more followers from doing it. <laughs> totally totally for you guys um all right ready to move on to our, our last news item yes yes all right last news item is we watched the movie my policeman my policeman which does have harry styles in it playing a lead role as our favorite our favorite, our favorite. i feel like harry styles has to be like the most talked about topic on this podcast yes and you know what He's we we we've talked a lot of crap about him in the past and we still do. But seeing him act, I think he's a better actor than he is a musician. Yeah, that's there's no question. Cuz his, mu- his music no stinks question. and his acting is passable. It's fine. It's it's, fine. it's mediocre. It's not bad. It's not bad. When I was watching him act, I was like, "Okay, he's like a decent actor. He's not remarkable." Like I wasn't, you know, brought well, to tears thing, by his portrayal. I think the thing is, is he's objectively like a good-looking person. Yeah, he's and if you're a good a look, attractive guy. Yeah, and if you're a good looking person, yeah, if you're a good looking person and you're average at acting, you automatically are like someone worth hiring and putting on the screen. You know, uh, I'm gonna say something controversial. Watching like this movie, I actually liked seeing Harry Styles in this role. I liked. I thought it worked well for him. Yeah. I didn't think he was an incredible actor, but when I was watching it, I was like, okay, like I, I feel like if Harry Styles like continued down this road, I'd actually kind of like him. Yes, um, actually, you know what? I should, I, I have, I have some thoughts about the movie. I want to mm-hmm. put it out there though, and Sophie already knows this. Um, I, I feel like it's just objective journalism for journalism's sake. So Robbie Rogers, who is, um. This he, he, Robbie Rogers is well known as being the uh, the first openly gay soccer player in the MLB, one of the first professional sports players to come out as openly gay. He is my cousin. All right, we him and I we 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 hung not out as second cousin. Kids. His like not actual second, cousin. My second, my very first, my my cousin, my direct cousin, and um, your aunt's son. And obviously, you know, very proud of everything he's achieved in sports and just uh, in, in LGBTQ activism. And he is actually, believe it or not, a producer of this movie, My Policeman. And I am 
It was his idea to make the film. This idea, this movie was his idea. He read the book My Policeman, um, resonated it with it a lot because he was closeted. He was playing soccer in Europe. He was he had the secret, miserable, super depressed, and then there's this very depressing gay drama book he reads resonates with and changes his life. And then Robbie Rogers suggests to his husband. Greg Berlanti, who is um, also who, who is a, who is a, a movie producer that's very he's, accomplished. He's made some epic films such as Free Guy. Yeah, Free Guy. Um, <laughs> Kyle's favorite movie. Free Guy is my favorite movie. Anyways, long story short is yes, I'm very Robbie. Yeah, I'm very proud of Robbie, my cousin, and I think I have a lot of. I think the movie exceeded my expectations. I had low expectations. Just being entirely honest, because I don't really like Harry Styles. It's a it's a it's a slow drama that just doesn't necessarily something seem like something I would resonate with. But I found when the movie was when the movie hit, you know, when there was some really you know like I think very authentic moments of showing how destructive being a closeted gay man married to a woman. Everybody loses. the 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 wife loses horribly. A lot. The man yeah. loses. Everybody loses. It's a destructive, very sad. You know, it's. I, I don't know. I I haven't watched very many gay dramas, so getting to see. I just, think. Yeah, go ahead. So I don't know. I think we should. Okay, I don't know if this would be a good segment for the podcast because it's not a new film, but I think if you were interested in the themes that 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 theme, um, that that we saw in My Policeman, I think I think we really should watch Brokeback Mountain because it's a it's a really good movie. It has Jake Gyllenhaal, who's your doppelganger. It has um, what's his name, the epic guy, um, the most epic. He played the Joker. Why can't I think of his name? He slayed. He died, but um, oh, uh, Heath Heath, Heath Ledger. Ledger, yeah, Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal, two epic actors that I really like. It's a real. It's about cowboys. Kyle loves cowboys. It's like history. Yeah, that sounds it's like a an really amazing movie. Good movie. Yeah. I think that we should watch it, and I honestly think it would be an interesting thing to talk about on the podcast, even though it's not new. But I don't know. Okay, no, let's. let's I think, no, I think it's a good idea. Let's talk about. Let's I watch think it. I, I. It's not free right now, but I'll pay. I'll pay for it. I really, actually, really want to watch it with you. Yeah. Because I think if you are interested in these themes, you're gonna. I think you'd get a lot out of it. So, yeah. anywho. So back um, to, no I we'll watch it but just just to stick with the review for my policeman mm-hmm. um very sad very moving definitely parts of the movie that were pretty slow which you know yeah. some people might think is a good thing because it kind of when it when it reaches the more sad intense parts maybe it's a better build up I don't know I feel like maybe some of it was like a little bit too like just like nothing really going on they're just looking at paintings or just them, also you know. a criticism is that you know this has been done and that's sort of what made me think of Brokeback Mountain because Brokeback Mountain does this what this movie does but in a more interesting way I think um it's historical gay drama yeah I mean it talks of like those themes you brought up again about like loss like the loss that comes and pain that comes with the stigma against being gay where you're you marry women and you have to do these like secret relationships and you know the pain that that everyone has to deal with. Yeah. Um, I think that comes up, and it's it's really sad. It's really sad, and it's re- it's an interesting theme, I guess. Like, um, for me, because being bisexual, obviously, I'm interested in LGBTQ movies, and I've seen a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. And what I thought of when I watched this movie is like, okay, I've seen this been done a lot. 
but that doesn't mean there's no value in it. I think this, I, I, I thought the ending was really sweet. The ending and, really, really hit me. Like I was, I, that made me yeah. really emotional. Um, really? Yeah. yeah, it did. It really did. I don't, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like I said, maybe, you know, like I said, there was times in the movie where I was th- feeling like things were kind of slow, but maybe it's okay. Cause in the end it just, it hit me so hard that it, it was, was, it was not a terrible movie. It wasn't an incredible movie. I think it was, it was a interesting, decent film and an amazing accomplishment for your family too. Yes. Um, and yeah, like I said, it exceeded my expectations. I know it might sound kind of weird to say that my cousin... Harry Styles did that both times. Yes, Harry Styles. So Harry Styles is on my good side for now. For now, you know? Harry Styles, I'm begging you, please, please don't make more music and, and freaking be in movies. And please, God, please just stop making the music. Become an actor. Go to acting class. Become really freaking good at acting. Yeah. I yeah. will like you. I will stand you, Harry. I will, I will freaking be a stan. Put down the dress. Put down the rainbow sweater. I don't. I, one thing too I have to say is like, there was a lot of sex in this movie. Lots and lots of sex with Harry Styles. We got to see Harry Styles' booty multiple times, his bare booty, <laughs> and that's totally fine. But like, I I feel like, and I, you know, I'm I don't I personally don't like sex in the movie that much, regardless if it's gay or straight sex. I just don't I don't I don't think it's. I just I feel like. It would have been nice to see more emotional intimacy between the couple rather than just like yeah, a ton that's of a like great point. non there was like nonstop pushing each other against the wall and giving each other Yeah, the jobs. only way that they yeah, exa- yeah, the only way that they sort of demonstrate their their romantic connection is through sex and there's there's not a lot of scenes of them actually like bonding and like doing things together and everyone knows who's in a relationship knows that there's more to a relationship than sex and and like falling in love with each other like involves a lot of other things and oh, like shared wait, interests wait you know it was a really good part though what one part of the movie i really liked was um when when harry was with um the the uh patrick with tom patrick whatever his his boyfriend uh and it was like when they were first mm-hmm. like hanging out before they they knew they had feelings for each other and harry styles did that thing where he like reached his finger over and like kind of like like kind of you really liked his, that part. he touched he touched his neck do you remember that yes i do i re- you really liked that part I did. I did. I thought it was. I thought it was really funny. You know what I mean? Like we said this during "Don't Worry, Don't Worry, Darling." Lots of people were like laughing about like Harry Styles acting. Something about that. Like, I mean, okay, it's it's a sweet little intimate kind of thing, but it was also like, oh, you know what I mean? Like cringe? No, no. Just like it was like um, I don't know. It was like it was it was Harry Styles, like making like a, a sex move you know what i mean i don't know like he, no. was, he was making a move I to thought try it was cute it was I thought it was cute like yeah. like i mean i mean imagine like back then like being intimate with another man like no and like intimate even in a gay way it's like no so like imagine like like i don't know that desperation of like wanting to be close with him but also like the fear so like I don't know, like what he did, like just like touching his neck was really brave and like yeah, yeah. If I, don't know, one, I thought it was kind of cute. Yeah, and if there's one thing I've learned from Stan Twitter and Ship Twitter from <laughs> you t- telling me this stuff is that like the uh, I don't know, like I feel like the the like part of the exciting lore of like shipping couples is like in the fan fiction they like 
they know well, they bit, though, fan fiction is a little bit more of a tumblr thing but you're still on the right track you're on the right track well you know like there's like the the like i don't know the no you're right this is that was like classic fan fiction moment. yeah like the underlying tension of knowing you can't do it so when you finally get to the part of the fan fiction where they, they, they like have like an intimate touch yes exactly have you read fan fiction that's exactly how you feel no you just have talked about fan fiction a lot and now i understand it yeah it's like like the building up i feel like you and i lived fan fiction in real life oh we forgot to say that that's another reason yeah. i like the movie so much is because it reminded me of sophie and i Aww. because because <laughs> i liked sophie and and i like i liked her and i thought she was you know i i thought you know she was so beautiful i had feelings for her but Aww. i had to i had to you know he had to suppress them. i had to suppress those feelings I was gay, but I, I wasn't. She was I was bisexual. And that's fine. You know, I was happy just being friends with her. But then, like, when Sophie and I finally kissed, you know what I mean? It was just mm-hmm. like that moment in the movie where Harry Styles touches his partner's neck. Yeah, it was sweet. See, see, we we liked that part. See, Sophie you know, and... because, well, yeah. like, our relationship was like a fan fiction, kind of, because... Yes. The miraculous we're, because happens. we're two like, ca- we could never be together, but we ended up being together. We're, we're two characters that pe- we're two characters that people were shipping, but could never be together. But we ended up being together because I am bisexual. So yes, yes, yeah, I'm not a lesbian. I'm bisexual. So yeah, it worked out, and it, it our 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 romance was like a fan fiction because in fan fiction, like that, like the sort of the build, there was like a big build up for us, you and I. So like. Yeah. For it to finally happen was like it's like when you read a fan fiction and you're seeing all that build up and you really want them to be together and then they finally like do something like it's like yes like it's Oprah gift like and that's sort of what happened with us so like I feel like our, I don't know we have we have a very fan fiction relationship so I I like Harry Styles now because him and I we both lived the same story. <laughs> Yeah, so we 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 uh, Harry Styles continues to surprise us again. Yeah, um, we have an emotional attachment to this movie, I guess, because of it's it's a great accomplishment for Kyle's family and also epic fan fiction and Harry Styles being not a horrible actor again. So sorry for we we have been making fun of Harry Styles a lot, but we've learned. Because we these learned fin- our these lesson. Movie- we finally seen these two movies that we've been talking about for months now on this podcast. We finally watched them both. They weren't bad. They weren't amazing, but they weren't bad. And Harry Styles was a decent actor. So we've learned that Harry Styles, stick to the acting. We're not a fan of the music. Stick to the acting. I agree. I hope I can meet Harry Have Styles an open someday. mind. Me too, honestly. Me too. Have an open mind, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Anything Any is possible. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. That's 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 the that's the one thing I've learned from news is anything is possible, and to keep an open mind because you never know what's gonna. You never know what's gonna happen. You never know. All right, I think that's a good ending to the episode. Um, yeah, I had a lot of fun. One reminder, everyone: freaking vote in the local elections because they're epic. And another reminder: freaking stream Death Drive with Julie. I will. I will release a stand Twitter playlist for Death Drive with Julie. Everyone freaking stream the shit out of it, guys. Promote it. We need to we need a punk on the charts, okay? We need to defeat the Swifties. Let's let's do this, okay? Yay. And thanks so much everybody for listening. We're so happy that <laughs> our podcast keeps growing. 
And me too, me too. Keep rating our podcast and sharing with friends, yes. and we appreciate it. And if it. mom, if mom, if you're listening, hi, because my mommy started listening to this podcast. So yay, hey, mom. yes. Right. This has been Based News. Based News Network. Network. Bye.